T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Why don't we count it down here? 17, 16, 15, 14, around the world. People count it down everywhere. Obviously at different times. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2023 from all of us at Sports Radio 94 WIP. We love you. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. The voice there, of course, Paul Jolovitz. Ring in the new year here on WIP. I hadn't heard that until today, and then I said we got to make it part of the show. I hadn't heard it either. I invited him to my New Year's party. It was a little miffed that he didn't show up. He was working. Now I get it. He yeah. was on the schedule. I like how we stopped in the middle of the countdown, the Jolly Countdown, to make sure everyone knew that people do this around the world. Obviously not all at the same time. Albeit at different times. Yeah, I mean, it's, we had not at the same time as everyone around the world. Uh, the other thing, and this is not a surprise, if you, you know Jolly or listen to him over the years, he chose a random number to start with. Just like usually, most people start at 10. Yeah, to start at 17 <laughs> is a bold choice. I, I'm going to need that drop um, and, and that audio a lot. I just I just feel like we get a lot of use out of that. Are your kids old enough to stay up until uh, till New Year's? So we've tricked them, but I think my, my son, who's older, he'll be eight in a couple weeks. He's starting to catch on to this. So we were actually with their cousins at New Year's, or the same, basically the same age. So we, we try to trick them. There's like YouTube countdowns where like you could just pretend it's midnight. But it's 7.30. Well, here's what's happened. So... Last year, I think we got him, and like it, we let him stay up a little bit later, but it was like nine, right, or eight thirty, and we're like, oh, it's it's the new year, and we popped, you know, uh, apple cider or whatever, and they had it, and like you stayed up, you did it to midnight, so we did that again this time, but my son has a Fitbit now, which is just a watch, right, yeah. and like he knew, like he's like, it's eight forty, like it's not really midnight, I was like. No, but the, it is, and it's just, it's over. I, I, it's, this happens, I guess, when kids get to a certain age. You can't trick them as much anymore. So. No, my, my neighbor had a countdown till noon for all the little kids. Countdown till noon during the day on the... Yeah, like on New Year's Eve. They had like a bunch of like characters and stuff out in, in the middle of the, the kind of the park area. Well, that's and fun. And they had a bunch of little kids, and they counted down till noon, and then did all their noise making and went home. But it's it's daytime. Yeah, I mean, it, you're... You're not trying hard if that's going to be a trick. Yeah, you know, and that won't work very long. 215-592-9494 is how you get aboard here. Keith in Northeast Philly talking Eagles. What's hey. up, Keith? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Keith, what are you thinking? I want to make, uh, man, I want to make a comment about Jada. Okay. Well, actually about the, the whole team. Um, so I am worried. 
Um, only, only about the coaching staff. Okay. Uh, they have a dynamite team with dynamite players. It's like having a Ferrari, but the driver can't drive. So I'm a little worried about what I've been seeing in the decision-making out of the coaches over the season. I think the players, their talent has gotten us through most of the year. There has been some, some shining moments with um, Sykin and Gannon. And I got issues with Gannon, but the numbers, you can't, you know, they speak for themselves. So I can't be too mad with them. So you're more worried but, about the offensive coaching than the defense? Just kidding just, And I guess the offensive coaching. When it's 4 for 3 and we throw a bomb and we're having a hard time, that's. What is that? Well, how about Keith? This past weekend, when they're they're running the quarterback sneak with Minshew, it's like, hey, the reason that's the quarterback well, sneak works so well is you have a quarterback that squats six hundred pounds. That's not Gardner Minshew, and that's not Minshew. I, and Keith, we I think Keith got disconnected there. Um, look, I am not worried about the Eagles. That's bottom line. I'm not worried about this team. I, I don't think this thing is collapsing. I, I don't think they're a fluky thirteen and three. This is a really good football team that has the inside track still to the number one seed, and they're going to get Jalen Hurts back to guide them there and get themselves the number one seed. But if you like of all of the things to be worried about, I do still have some questions about Nick Sirianni. I, I do. And I, and I wondered as I watched the game on Sunday when Minshew threw the pick six, I, a part of me sat there and was like, how many times has Jalen Hurts bailed these guys out? You know, maybe it was a bad call. Maybe, you know, that that is the one thing that I, I hope we're overreacting to. I think we're overreacting to a lot this week. But I've had that thought in my head. Like, has Jalen Hurts just bailed these guys out of, of mistake play calls or a bad look and he puts them in the right look and he protects the football and we don't know? And we don't know that, hey, Shane Steichen and Dick Sirianni were very predictable in that play and Hurts and A.J. Brown saw it and they changed it. I mean, this happens with every team, every offense. We don't know exactly who deserves credit for every decision that's made because it's just we see the final product. But I did wonder that, Tucker, when I saw that pick six, like, has Hurts covered up more this year than we think he covers up? Yeah, and I also think about Nick Sirianni's arc as a coach for the Eagles, right? Think about when they made the turnaround last year. Was it because he became more hands-on with the offense and started calling better plays? Or did Hurts get good? Or did Shane Steichen take over the play call? Well, that's true, too. Right? And as we move forward and we talk about Shane Steichen as a potential head coaching candidate for 2023 and moving on, what if the next offensive coordinator isn't as good, right? What if the guy that Nick Sirianni hires – isn't as smart, isn't as bright, isn't as in tune with Jalen Hurts as Shane Steichen has been this season. I look at Nick Sirianni, and arguably his best move as a head coach was taking his hands off the wheel for the offense, and if moving forward that's going to be it, I just don't know what he changes on game day. I think he's been great. I think he's been great at having a steady hand, but I also think there's a narrative out there that the Eagles are great because Jalen Hurts is playing like an MVP and Howie Roseman put together the best roster in the NFL. Yeah, well, with that, I, and I think, and it's not done yet, the odds say it's kind of even. I think Nick Sirianni lost the Coach of the Year award last weekend. I mean, I, I think Kyle Shanahan or Brian Dable is gonna, are going to win that. One of those two will win that award. I, I would say it's going to be Shanahan. If I had a vote, I would vote Kyle Shanahan. I mean, didn't it feel like the last couple of weeks, if Sirianni could win without Jalen Hurts, he was going to get the large majority of credit for this? Like, wow, they're... 15 and two, um, you know, and they won, they won on the road in Dallas or they beat the saints or both. They clinched the number one seed without Jalen hurts. And now that's out. That's out. So that, you know, it, it hurts comes back now and they, and they win, you know, the credit goes back to hurts. I think, I think Sirianni lost the, the coach of the year award. Now, now let's also remember before we all panic here, 
not every team in the NFC is blessed with coaches, I would say, are better than Sirianni, like I, that I worry about the matchup. Let's go through them here, who they're going to see in the playoffs. Let's leave the Niners aside because I think that's the one where that they're, they're really well coached. Are, the, are, we, are we worried about Mike McCarthy, like scheming up something special here? I'm not. McCarthy has never been a, a high-level coach. He's, he's fine. I think Todd Bowles is a bad head coach. Like not even average. I think he's a bad head coach. So that you know the Buccaneers were downgraded from where they were last year. Kevin O'Connell, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the guy's won a billion close games. I, I'm not even sure if he's in, he's even that good. So um, I'm not worried about Kevin O'Connell coaching. Dable, I mean, maybe in a couple of years if the Giants have more talent, well, I think we'll start to worry about Brian Dable, but like I don't think the Giants are coming in here in the divisional round and winning a game that both teams are trying to win. And then you go kind of down the the line. I mean, we'll see who's the seventh seed. LaFleur, Dan Campbell. I mean, I, you know, I'm not fearing any other coach. Now, the, the Niners are the one group from top to bottom I do have a healthy fear of. Kyle Shanahan against Jonathan Gannon. And I think most people would give the edge to Kyle Shanahan. D'Amico Ryans against the Sirianni Steichen offense. You might give the edge to D'Amico Ryans. Like, that's, that's the one matchup I'd be worried about the coaching Stuff the Niners. Me too. I think across the board, but at the same point, I mean, you're not playing Andy Reid. No. You're not playing Bill Belichick. I mean, nope. Kyle Shanahan. For all the great he does in the regular season, I still think the the tag on him is he's never won anything. Right? He he's really good at blowing big leads. He he did it with the Falcons. He did it with the 49ers when they lost to um, the, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yep. And you can even look at how they exited last year. Like they they lost in the postseason a year ago because he didn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo with his ball in the with the ball in his hands in the last two minutes. So I don't really fear Kyle Shanahan that much in the postseason either. Because when push comes to shove, he's come up small. He has. Matt is in Reading. What's up, Matt? Hey guys, how's it going? Good, Matt. Uh, what do you think? What are you thinking about tonight? Hey, I wanted to say you were dead right, dead right for calling out the NFL with added those two extra uh, seats was for money, greed, absolutely. And they, they're probably going to deny it and say it wasn't their idea. They definitely put the floater out there to see how, how the public would respond. Oh, there's no, Matt, there's no question about that. They wanted to, get to, to kind of gauge to see if people were into this idea. But, like, you, I thought about it. I was like, how does this benefit anyone? Like, you're making the number one seed, whoever it is in the AFC, play an extra game. So they're not really getting any sort of advantage. You're taking the buy away from the Eagles for no reason. It's just it's ridiculous. They just wanted two more TV shows. Yeah, it's not only the you gotta remember, it's not only the two uh, extra games, it also makes a lot of the week eighteen games more meaningful there for higher ratings too. Yep. They, they they definitely like I said, I, I definitely believe they well it's the same thing when they wanted to give the players a five minute warm up warm up. They wanted to see if the players were willing to do it because this was money. They didn't want to lose all those commercials later in the game. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as Gannon, um, I think I know why a lot of Fans are mad at him, even though he's literally setting NFL records for being aggressive. You know, I mean, was he fourth all time in sacks? What what better uh, gauge that aggressiveness do you need there? I think what they're really angry at is the rule changes that benefit the offense so much. We're never going to see a Jim Johnson defense again. We're never going to see a Buddy Ryan defense again. And I think they don't realize that, and they're just going to take it out on the current defensive coordinator. I'm going to break it to all the fans out there. The next coordinator after Jonathan Gannon is going to be just as passive and just as soft. 
You're, Matt, you are right about that. And, and what I think people ignore is the way Gannon plays defense, that's the way most defensive coordinators play now. Like, the league has changed. Like, they, they will allow you to have the short completions. They don't want you to make the big play. That's the way the NFL is now, and it, it just feels like yeah, it feels like people want the old days, and it's not, it's not coming back. Absolutely. They're mad at the NFL, and they don't know it. It's like they wanted to make – if you keep changing the rules that benefit the offense, well, guess what? It disadvantages the defense. Right, and the only way to do it, the only way to play defense is, is this way. Now, Matt, what's uh, what's one thing that most people could do that you can or never have? I'm going to take it the opposite. Um, you put this in perspective. I'm a 6'5", 270-pound uh, truck driver. I can sew. So if I have a hole in my pants or need to put a button back on my pants or shirt, I can sew it. Well, that's a good skill, Matt. And Matt, I appreciate the phone call. I cannot sew. Or at least I've never attempted to sew. I imagine I wouldn't be able to do it. Can't sew? You have nimble fingers. You can sew? I won the Home Echo Award in middle school. Can you believe that? I, I, I would have not guessed that. Now, you learned to sew with, in the context of the class, or you were like a young savant sewer? No, I, I learned Seems... to sew in the class. I forget what we made. You made like something different every year in, in Home Ec. Is, but... is sewer the correct word? No. If is you... it seamstress? Well, I, I thought that, but I didn't want to sound like I was... I was... Well, it's 2023, Joe. I, I think gender, gender tags can go out the window. Well, I didn't want it to seem like I was, I was poking fun by calling you a seamstress. I, I mean, I honestly don't know what it's called. Are you a seam person? I mean, I, I have literally no idea what, what people who sew. Yeah, it says seamstress. A seamstress is a person whose job involves sewing. I never, I, well, I mean, I knew that, but I didn't know. All right, so Tucker's a seamstress. We learned on the show tonight. Oh, I added to my resume. WIP's own seamstress. Yes, uh, the idea the NFL floated today, or at least kind of got through uh, to Mike Florio, of the eight potential playoff teams of increasing the playoff field on both sides. Was, was ridiculous. I mean, it was – and not just because – and obviously it would have hurt the Eagles. Eagles got the number one seed. They would have had to play next week. It, that part of it is nonsense. But the idea of adding playoff teams, like, sometimes I just think in every decision these leagues make, there should just be a common-sense person sitting right there. Like, hey, we don't know what to do with the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs. What's your idea? Oh, let's let the Jets in the playoffs. What? We don't know what to do. Let's let the Lions in the playoffs to the Seahawks. Who thought that was a fair idea? And doesn't it just actually hurt the number one seed? Right? We're talking about who gets it. Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. Doesn't it just hurt the team that gets it? Like, who? why do you even want it? You have to play an extra game? I, I just, I don't know how anyone thought that was a good idea other than it's more games. It just, it makes no sense. It makes zero sense. It overcomplicates everything. Which I think most of these solutions that they're talking about do. Yeah, so apparently the a, um, the owners are going to have a meeting tomorrow morning where they're going to go over this. I I would think they're going to have to have a declaration on how the playoffs will play out before they play the games. Don't these teams need to know what they're playing for? What the potential uh, stakes are on Saturday and Sunday? I think they do. Um, I, I think everyone needs to know what's on the line when the game starts Saturday with the Chiefs and the Raiders and then the um, the, the Jaguars-Titans game and into Sunday. I think everyone needs to know, like, you win, this is what it means. You lose, this is what it means. You're up in the standings, behind that team tied. You got to know. Heading into the final game of the season. 215-592-9494 is how you hop in. I, I, I think it's important that the NFL comes out tomorrow and tells everyone what the deal is. And and then, you know, whatever. I think the, the one thing about this that I, I, I expect – I don't think there's going to be many people within the NFL that are going to cry about however this goes, right? This is like there's 
things bigger than than the football seedings here. Demar Hamlin almost died. I mean, you can make a case he he did. I mean, they revived him and, and saved his life, and the doctors have done an amazing job at Cincinnati of of getting him to the point now where he's communicating. Um, but like Andy Reid and Sean McDermott go back forever. I mean, if they're the two that have to kind of make this this coin flip, or you know, whether it be the number one seed gets to pick home field or the bye. I, I actually think no matter what the NFL does here, as long as it's not ridiculous, isn't everyone just going to say, all right, I, we'll just we'll just roll with it now? Like, I, I can't imagine the Bills or Chiefs are going to act and be disgruntled. Like, I think everyone recognizes it's a difficult situation. There's, there's not a perfect scenario. I, I don't imagine the NFL is going to do anything tomorrow that will really anger people or annoy people that much. I mean, everyone's just going to get over it. Is it a... Neutral site game. All right. Well, we'll, they'll, well, I'm sure they'll sell a lot of tickets. They, didn't they sell a bunch of tickets for the Browns and Bills when there was that snow game, like on three days' notice? Yeah, I don't think they'll have any issues selling tickets to a neutral site AFC Championship game. No, that that will be very well attended. And you know, there, I think you go back to the fact that none of these three teams truly had a full claim to this, right? Heading into the week, I guess the Bills were the number one seed. Um, the Chiefs won. Bengals Bills never got to be played, so it's not like anyone was five games up, and it's like, oh, well, we lost five games of the standings, yet you lose all that. No, I mean it was pretty darn even heading into the final two weeks of the season, so it's it's there, and and I think I think whatever the NFL does tomorrow, everyone is just gonna they're gonna find their way to to get over here, and they should, and they should, and and I don't think it's gonna severely impact how the entire postseason goes, if they do it the right way. 215-592-9494. And then on to the Eagles stuff, because the panic around here, the worry around here, I mean, obviously, you know, every day part on WIP has a different kind of, you know, sound as the day goes on in terms of the worry meter. I would say Mornings has been worried. Um, I I heard Marks and Elliott today, and and Marks was making the point the Eagles have peaked already, and um, he does not believe it's a Super Bowl team. I, I just go back to this. The Eagles are 13-1 and when Jalen Hurts plays. 13-1. and That is better than anybody else in the NFL. They're getting Jalen Hurts back. And it sounds like with the way practice went today, and by the way, you know, Hurts practiced today. He was limited. But you could tell just by the way the players talked, it was more than last week. It was more like he was taking first-team reps. And there was one drill I saw that was posted uh, by some of the media members out there covering the practice where it was kind of like a ball protection drill where the quarterback, you know, kind of runs through and they, they hit him with, you know, foam pads or whatever they're using uh, to try to knock the ball out, to simulate defenders knocking the ball out of the quarterback's hand. And last week, Jalen Hurts did not go through that drill. I mean, that's the kind of drill where, although it's not heavy contact, he, you know, something is, is hitting his arm and shoulders. So the fact that he's going through drills that require even a little bit of contact tells me he's in a much better place right now than he was a week ago. And I don't really see the point of the Eagles giving him first-team reps and putting him through all this this week if he wasn't trending to play. Like, they got to get ready for a game on Sunday. It is a must-win game on Sunday. And I I think they're preparing for Jalen Hurts to start. And I I think he's going to play in this game. So you get him back on Sunday against a Giants team that is obviously not playing for anything. They, you know, we'll see what Brian Dayball says tomorrow. But, I mean, the Giants would have to be fools to put their starting quarterback out there and Saquon Barkley out there and their two or three best defenders. I mean, if I had to guess the Giants' inactives right now, you know, Saquon, 
Leonard Williams, uh, their their best pass rushers, like their best corner. Like, why would you put those guys out there when you have a game likely in Minnesota, maybe on a short week? And by the way, the Giants could come back here in two weeks for a divisional round game if they do upset the Vikings. 215-592-9494. Are you worried about the Eagles? I am not. And I've sensed a lot of panic out there in Philadelphia right now. And how do you think the NFL should handle the Bills and, and Chiefs and Bengals here, the number one seed, uh, neutral side or have them choose between home field and the bye? I, I like that second option. And when you call and give us something simple, routine, that you can't do, that most people can, as we found out today, a couple of our our uh, our hosts and, and writers and whatever we call uh, Elliot, I mean, they're both hosts, Jack and Elliot, can't change a tire. I mean, that that blew me away. I mean... And, we got, and then I found that Tucker's a seamstress, which might be the biggest revelation on the evening show over the years. So I Googled it. Uh, I Googled a man who sews, and they said sewer is okay. So I was right. My first instinct was right. Yeah, but I'm fine with seamstress, too. You can go with dressmaker. But That's pretty neutral. That is neutral. But wouldn't that require making a dress? Not like Which pat- I haven't graduated to that level yet. I was going to say, I, I imagine you're more just patching holes on some clothes. Yeah, I think I made a pillow. I made like a, a drawstring bag at one point. You made a drawstring bag? Yeah. Can you still do it, or is this a skill you need to keep up? I mean, middle school was like 12 years ago at this I point. Un- I understand. Yeah. Oh, no. No, it was like 15 years ago. Yeah. So you, are you doubting you could still pull this off? As I now go through this midlife crisis? Yeah, a little bit. Midlife? You're in your mid-20s. Yeah, but middle school was half my life ago. No, I... I, I... Two one five five nine. Now that was the middle. I, I get. It. I mean that, but that's not really how midlife crisis work. Because if that's the case, wouldn't a ten year old or a five a kid would have a midlife crisis? Then midlife crises are in the middle of your life. Like you know, come on. Two one five five nine two nine four nine. If we get back, your phone calls and we're all here with Josh Allen. How to say today? Is they were talking about Demar Hamlin and the amazing recovery he's made, and and you know, kind of the reaction when he did. Come back to consciousness. It's uh, it's a pretty amazing story. 215-592-9494 at Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.